Hello, everybody. I am Joshua. And I'm Jamie. And, and we're, we're going to do Daredevil. I don't know. Uh, we're going to be covering <laughs> issues 147 to 151, I believe. On this yeah, one. five is... issues. Uh, before we start, what I did like about this group of of, ish, of uh, stories here was that the entire thing took place over less than a week. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of fun. So it was one longer story yeah. versus 20-page, you know, month separating each story. It, it was nice because they were able to take some time with stuff um, instead of rushing through it, specifically going through how Daredevil, um, and, and we'll we'll talk into what goes on in these issues in just a moment, but um, how Daredevil felt about you know the things that he believed he was causing. Yeah. So it was a little bit different. It wasn't just him moping around and feeling bad about losing Karen or you know that stuff in the past when we'd hear his inner dialogue. Yeah. Or inner monologue. This was actually um, him thinking about the choices that he made where at the time he believed he was doing the correct thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, now that a certain turn of events in, ended up happening, he discovered by doing what he thought was right, he actually d- has done something wrong, and it's really eating up at him. Yeah. So over these five, issue, he's, five issues, he's literally dealing with you know, all those emotional components that are affecting his relationships with Heather, with Foggy, and his performance as Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, he's, he starts to lean heavier and heavily into the Daredevil persona throughout mm-hmm. this run. He's kind of fleeing from his responsibilities almost. Yeah, because over the last couple of podcasts, we had talked about how he's gotten much darker. Mm-hmm. How he was more, you know, punch first, ask questions later. Yeah, in a little, you know, turn of events there. So th- this is kind of exciting because this kind of takes him now into why he's feeling the way he is on those actions. Whereas before, it was just a, a slugfest. It was literally yeah. just punch, punch, punch. Now it's punch, but here's why I'm punching. And, yeah. you know, and this is the motivation behind my punch. Yeah. This is uh, this is actually probably the darkest uh, little run of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of people think that it gets real dark with Miller, but actually there's more humor in Miller's stuff. And, um, and I've read a couple of interviews with him where he actually said he wanted to line it up because this is like real low down... Um, tough stuff for him. He's he's, um, he's kind of put through the ringer, and everyone around him's mm-hmm. dragged through with him. Um, <clears throat> this this little run is uh, Jim Shooter. Is mm-hmm. uh, he's, he does a little stint here? He did two issues in the last uh, podcast that we mentioned, and this is kind of finishing off his run before he hands over the reins to um, uh, uh, Roger McKenzie. Mm-hmm. who uh, takes over very for, short short amount of time. Yeah, he does uh, one six. Uh, no, not even that. He, no, because Miller starts with 158, right? Yeah, he, yeah, but he does 10 issues with Miller, I think. I think he I goes to 168. It, was it 10? I think it I was. Thought it was just, I thought it was less than that, and then Miller didn't like the writing style, and so they just gave him full reins. But yeah. maybe it was 10. I, I think know. it was about 10. I, I, was, okay. I know he does a bunch before Miller gets there, and Miller comes, and then he does a bunch after, and then there's a story that's kind of a hangover that um, we're going to when we get into the Miller stuff, but there's a story that he is credited as co-writing, which uh, appears right in the middle of the Miller run. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but um, oh, and we get some great art in these five issues. Yeah, from, yeah. From, uh, we got uh, Gil Kane. Gil Kane, and then uh, we also get a couple uh, from Carmine Infantino. Yeah, which is yeah. exciting. Who was a big, big? Uh, he was the the artist that kind of took the flash and, and ran with him, mm-hmm. if you can excuse the pun, because <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, so anyways, diving straight yeah. into issue 147. 147. And, and what's great about this is, and, and like I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, you know, this is three. This is less than a week, maybe four or five days over these five yeah. issues. Um, <clears throat> this starts directly after, uh, of, excuse me, from where we left off. From the previous issue, we mm-hmm. went over 146, yeah. where Daredevil had that fight with Bullseye in, in the, the TV studio. In, yeah, in the TV studio, and it was an awesome, epic fight where Daredevil literally was taking blow after blow, hit after yeah. hit, getting shot in the he arm, got shot in the shoulder, and, yeah. and but ultimately just ended up overpowering Bullseye to when they, when they got to the melee combat inside of the ring, Daredevil won, but he was broken, he was mm-hmm. beaten down, and this starts right with him. Pretty, I don't know if it's, I can't remember if it's him leaving the... He's leaving the, and the police are walking yeah. him out because there's a crowd that's built up to yeah. try and see what's happening. So he, he's wounded, his shoulder's yeah. killing him, he's, he's tired, exhausted. He's just discovered exhausted. that uh, Bullseye was hired by um, uh, Papa, Papa Glenn, uh, 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 Maxwell. Maxwell Glenn, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Heather's father. Yeah. And so he's walking home and uh, there's this great scene where a whole bunch of uh, just, you know, by, you know, pedestrians are on the streets and they all yeah. just want to touch him and fill him. And they're like, oh my goodness, it's Daredevil. They're yeah. all starstruck. And Daredevil just kind of making his way through the crowd. And, uh, and he gets <laughs> overwhelmed because, like he always mentions, when there's a crowd, his, his radar kind of goes crazy and yeah. his senses get overwhelmed. So, um, they're all, yeah, they're all trying to say, you're great, you're great. And then someone says, get a piece of his costume. And, <laughs> and he suddenly, uh, he freaks out. And uh, someone grabs his arm, some, uh, like a, a passing person. I think it's a kid or something, grabs his arm and says, like, you're yeah. my favorite. And um, uh, it's where he's just been shot and he screams out in pain and he kind of freaks out, hits, doesn't hit, but kind of throws people off of himself mm-hmm. and then uh, makes a leap for it to get away. And uh, it's, it's amazing how quickly everyone's like, Hey, what a jerk. Yeah, what a punk. Yeah, he doesn't have time for us, the wow, little people. Wow, what a loser. <laughs> but what I like is is that with as tired and beat up as Daredevil yeah. is, he still is business first, rest later. Yeah. And he heads straight towards a Maxwell Glenn's office. Yeah, he, because he basically he kn- stops on a rooftop and says, I'm I'm not sure I can even keep moving. I'm going to pass out, but I've got to right. keep moving. So. so he heads over to Maxwell Glenn's office, and he pretty much just jumps in through a window yeah, and is like, you're done. Um, I know you hired Bullseye. All everything that I thought about you is it's the truth. You mm-hmm. know, you are guilty. And he in Maxwell Glenn is like, You're right. I did it. I yeah, I, he, I, he I collapses. Yeah, and it's like I, 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 I feel so terrible. And then Daredevil right then is like, here, pick up the phone and you're gonna confess to the police mm-hmm. and you're gonna tell them everything that you did. Yeah. But he notices that um he senses that Maxwell's really calm and there's no that is kind of emotionless throughout the whole thing. And yeah. He, at first he thinks that he's just callous. He's really cold, but there's something that doesn't sit right. And he's kind of leaving. And he's, as he leaves, he sort of says, you know, he must mm-hmm. have ice in his veins. But we discover that the reason that he's so subdued is a, a secret panel opens and out yeah. steps. Purple man. Purple man. Kill grave. It's yeah. been a while since we've seen him. Now, yeah. the last time we saw him, we thought that he died, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, he was in a, a vehicle that exploded, a mm-hmm. saucer or something that, that Daredevil blew up, I think. One of those cool aircrafts. Yeah. I think it was him. And who was the other villain he was with? He was with someone else. Um, Shocker? Well, he, no. Uh, no. It wasn't Shocker. <laughs> well, maybe it was. 
Wait. It was someone. It was someone weird that he that did. Oh, I was gonna. I, for, for, I thought you were talking about Smasher. I'm like, no, no, not Smasher, because that's a different villain's game. Yeah. But uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Shocker. I think it was when they were up in um, uh, San Francisco. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, someone go and listen to episode whatever, whatever. It was, 12 <laughs> or 13. Let us know what we, um, we... We cut from Kilgrave basically saying, you know, everyone thinks I'm dead and that's the way I want to yeah. keep it and you all just follow my orders and I control. And he always mentions that the longer he's around, the more powerful he Yeah, gets, so. his power, it's growing. It's getting a lot stronger. And yeah. now he's able to tell Maxwell Glenn how to act and how to permanently, I guess, permanently remember what happened. Mm-hmm. He, in the past, he wasn't able to do that, right? It was, if he had people to be left in, the room, yeah, he, he had they to be in forgot. close proximity. But now it's like, you're going to confess, yeah. you're going to believe you did it and it's all you, and you're going to think that for the rest of your life. Yeah, he can he can really get in there. Um, and That's when crazy. we first see him, his goons kind of leave the room and they're like, uh, why are we doing this? I, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, this time. <laughs> he does have his room adjacent to the boardroom. So right. he's controlling all of the CEOs and all of these like business people. Yeah. Um, after he's revealed that it's that's all him. Yeah. You know. Well, he all yeah he goes and he also finds out the information of where Deborah Harris is at. Yeah. And then so immediately once again this is Daredevil who's been shot in the arm like mm-hmm. literally just shot in the arm and yeah. and uh, com- completely exhausted and beat up he goes over to uh, where he finds out that Deborah's being held. Yeah, she's been and, kidnapped for about. Three oh, years now. <laughs> I know it's been about three years. Foggy's just occasionally remembering that and she's missing. <laughs> you're right. And so he goes and, uh, you know, Mort is... Yes, is, Mort is the... Mort the is, is, is the keeping her captive there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mort's actually not that bad of a guy. You kind of no. find out that no. he's... He did slap her well, he, issue or the issue before. He did, but, but he tells her, he's like, look, I know I have to do this because it's my job, mm-hmm. um, but I'm trying to treat you as well as I can within the parameters of what I'm supposed to do. And, and even Deborah's like, "I know, I, I know you're doing. You're just doing this because yeah, it's your job. Just doing your job. You're just doing just following it. Following orders. How hard it is to get a job in New York at this time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's bankruptcy. <laughs> I understand, but it's just uh, Daredevil's <laughs> ask questions later. Again, it's a moment where he just goes in there. He smashes through another window. Yeah. Gets, gets, Second window of the issue. <laughs> uh, gets Deborah out of that situation and, and you know, brings her back and, and, and you know, reintroduces her to uh, to Foggy. Yeah. Now, and, you remember before he, he does that, you remember uh, when we saw uh, Deborah before, um, she was in this uh, kind of trap that was set up with four machine guns or something. Oh, or yeah. Four. We should say how she he was able to, to get yeah. her out. And what he does is he drops in and he realizes that there's the, these they're ray guns in this uh, particular issue but they uh, he realizes that they can't fire the ones facing each other can't fire directly at them so they're always locked off there's always going to be one that is kind of dormant so he kind of works out how to get to Mm -hmm. a position to block that one and then he's able to um uh he's able to avoid the sweep and uh, use his billy club to smash the controllers that are controlling these ray guns um, it's something that he did similar, similarly with uh, with the jester. Yes, when he was in the jester's um, yes, his hidden carnival room. That's right. Yeah. So um, so Daredevil he uh, he brings Debbie back. He to, knocks Mort out. Of yeah, course. of course. <laughs> and, and after knocking Mort out, he takes Heather and and uh, she I like that. Deborah says, "I hope Mort's okay." Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope most of Mort's okay. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we have the big meeting between Debbie and Foggy after she's been kidnapped for three years. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was something that they could have explored a little bit more. But, of course, you have a new writer who hasn't been dealing with, yeah. you know, well, he's not new. He's been doing a few issues now. But he has he wasn't there from the beginning of, of Debbie's 
uh, kidnapping. That was a Marv Wolfman thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe he didn't care as much, but I felt like the moment was lost here because um, Foggy, throughout several issues, has been drinking, been drunk. He's been, been a mess. He's been a mess just because, well, not just because, but like the main thing is that Debbie's gone and he misses his fiance. So this little moment when she shows up, Foggy's like, oh, are you okay? Are you mm-hmm. all right? And she's like, I need to go lay down and everything. And, and and Foggy's like, well, you know, we've been apart for a long time. I thought we could head back to my place and get it on. <laughs> and uh, Debbie's like, no, I need to, I need to, you know, I need to like, no, I need to, I, I'm go, still go thinking back of to more, my, so. yeah, <laughs> I need to go back to my place. And Foggy's like, okay, I just felt like they needed a bigger moment. That's something yeah. that, and maybe it's a comic book thing and maybe, you know, this was in the 70s, 1977. Maybe, you know, the readers aren't really into the romantic side as much as I am. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like they don't care as much about those those heart-touching moments as they do about think, the, yeah, the action. And, I mean, maybe that's what it is. I think yeah. De- Debbie gets a real, uh, Deborah, Debbie gets a real short, uh, Short drift shift, whatever. Well, because the they're always they're always big shift, on the they're, drift. They're big on the breakups. Yeah, but the coming together, I feel like, because even the same thing when Daredevil saw Karen again. Yeah, it's it like, oh, Karen, hey, yeah. what's up, girl? What's up? <laughs> anyway, there's a yeah, flame-headed horse guy. Um, yeah, they kind of, uh, but but we do learn as we go on that um, Deborah's got a little bit of um, uh, uh, a Stockholm syndrome where she mm-hmm. she can't handle being out of captivity anymore, mm-hmm. and she wants she kind of hides away. And Foggy feels that he's losing her, even though he's yeah kept for three and, years that she and, was getting her. And even so, this moment was so short that it's on the same page, I believe, right? Yeah, that that Heather finds out. Um, that her father's been arrested. Yeah, um, it's it's a real unfortunate timing. They get at the police station when um, Deborah's being sort of coming out after being questioned, I guess. And um, Heather and Foggy are both there to help her. And while they're out on the steps of the police station, a police car pulls up, and Maxwell Glenn gets perp walked into the the station, mm-hmm. and um, um, Heather kind of collapses. And yeah, he's, she's he's still, still terrible. Yeah, he's still broken down and still kind of in his, his yeah. catatonic state where he's just saying, yeah, I did it. It was me. I did it. And and Daredevil, he's watching all of this up from the rooftops. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like, I can't remember if he goes back and gets some rest at this point. Well, he hears that um, Maxwell says he can't remember. He can't remember right. why he did it. Okay, that right. Kind of, that, so, yes, that's, that kind of sets him off thinking he needs to investigate. So right. he's... he's he, Kind of wants to get some rest because mm-hmm. his arms in like a makeshift sling, and yeah, he wants to kind of get some healing done, some sleeping, <laughs> right? But he thinks I better get over to uh, the office and find out if there's anything I can find. And luckily, the, he, he smashed the window earlier, so he can just jump in the, <laughs> the window. They should um, change the name of the man without fear to the man without sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he gets to the office and he's able to sense uh, something. Uh, he can hear voices in one of the walls mm-hmm. in a secret compartment in the wall. And um, he hears. Um, he finds out that Purple Man. Purple Man is basically. Is, yeah, that he's been causing this this whole thing. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of other people in the room. These are some of New York's finest. He's probably made and New York bankrupt. He's probably, it's he's probably, probably him. He's got a whole bunch of like the politicians and all the kind of the New York's. All the big wigs. Yeah, they're all inside the room with him. And Purple Man, you know, he, he basically is like. All right, so I'm controlling all of you. You guys are doing what I'm saying. And through mm. this, Daredevil hears that he had been controlling Maxwell Glenn the whole time. Yeah. And that Purple Man's like, well, he's, you know, he's served his purpose. I had him confess and everything. And I love this moment because Daredevil's like, you know, n- normally Daredevil would do a little, be a little bit more detective y and listen more, kind of wait to figure out, you know, what's going on. But he's so tired and he's, he's just, 
he just goes in. He smashes he, through the door. Through the door, <laughs> exactly. With hopefully his good shoulder. Yeah, he does. It's definitely his good shoulder. He smashes <laughs> his shoulders in through the door, and um, uh, 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 Kilgrave it kind of freaks out, and he tries to get Daredevil to obey him, but then he realizes that his powers don't really work on Daredevil. Daredevil's yeah. able to sort of... Uh, tune him out but he uh, he basically sets the the ceos on Daredevil. on Daredevil. and such great artwork yeah from, oh, it's from fantastic. Gil Kane in this part and, and, yeah. and there's one panel in particular i remember where uh the the uh, purple man is like kind of he specters over yeah yes like, exactly oh that's so cool he specters over daredevil trying to control him like a minion and once yeah. again he can't yeah it's awesome um um you know even though it's a room full of uh um these kind of overweight uh big wigs that turn on him there's enough of them there and, and daredevil's tired and and beaten down enough that it's a problem and uh he basically uh hits the lights with his billy club is able to hold them off and fight them mm-hmm. off, um, but Kilgrave gets away. Kilgrave yeah. escapes, mm-hmm. and, um, and he's he's kind of overwhelmed a little bit. And a couple of them get a, he's just about to get Kilgrave, and one of them right. gets a lucky hit him with a mm-hmm. chair. Um, and Kilgrave vanishes, and no one can remember. No one can remember what's been going on. Kilgrave's kind of wiped their minds as he he runs out of the room. Right, and uh, and then we're left with Daredevil kind of sulking, realizing, yeah. you know, this is the start of what I was talking about earlier, where Daredevil has been put in this situation now where he did everything that he thought was right. Mm-hmm. And now he figures that because of his actions, an innocent man is behind bars. Yeah. And no, he can't get anyone to believe him because no one can remember that Kilgrave mm-hmm. was involved. So yeah. he, all he has is his word and mm-hmm. he doesn't feel like his word carries much favor mm-hmm. anymore with the police or at least these we've seen over the last few years, we've seen certain police officers react badly to him. And that's more of a sense in New York that these, uh, that, that costumed heroes are less um, likely to be on the side. Mm-hmm. There's like a mixed bag of people who are for them and against them, but legally right. speaking, he can't do anything. He knows that he's trapped. And he finds himself kind of stuck thinking, I have to be Daredevil to find Kilgrave and get the evidence so that I can become Matt to mm-hmm. help Heather out. But he's kind of stuck in his right. Daredevil persona until that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and that takes us, that pretty much takes us straight into um, issue 148. Yes. And uh, once again, we got uh, Gil Kane doing the art, uh, some more great stuff. But yeah. I, one thing that I thought was neat was they kind of credited Gil Kane as a co-plotter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was, was cool because, you know, as we talked about in the four, the Marvel way of doing comic books yeah. was really, you know, the plot goes to the, you know, to the, to the artist and mm-hmm. the artist draws from the plot, and then the writer comes back afterwards and writes the script. Yeah. So it's kind of nice that they gave Gil, you know, they gave him, you know, co-plotting credit because these artists really do a lot of the writing, especially, you know, I'm sure in the 70s too. Yeah, and yeah, it was starting to shift over a little bit. There was more and more, excuse me, writers that were doing the writing and they wanted to differentiate it. There was less of a... Uh, in-house Marvel style, but it was definitely still that style was was around. So what I liked about this was um, this, this... starts out with the exact it starts exactly where the last yeah. issue ended and it's Daredevil thinking some more about you know how he blames himself for for Glenn being in, in prison yeah. and his shoulder still hurting yeah it's, no, I, it's a real there, I, there was no real cliffhanger but it yeah. would go directly into it so that's that sense of these issues being real pacey and real yeah. confined to and I love that the fact that his shoulder is still hurting and it's still bandaged up yeah. because it just makes it these are fake stories you know it's about superheroes and stuff but it's just it's just fun it makes it seem more realistic when you know 
th- these guys get beat up every fight, and then two pages later, they, they feel fine. Yeah, no, but, this is really ground yeah, and dead. It really well. is. Um, uh, uh, Klaus Johnson is is back doing inks, and mm-hmm. it's re- his style is becoming more and more distinct. And he's doing he actually does the inks and the colors, I think. And yeah, and this, um, and it's real kind of grimy, hard. There's a lot of trash strewn around New York. Um, it's it's very uh, it, it's it's really pushing Daredevil into um, into Hell's Kitchen and into that mm-hmm. set. And I think this is the first um, the first instance that it sets up that he is in Hell's Kitchen. I think it's the first time well, we've ever heard Hell's y- Kitchen. Yes, since issue one, um, this is the first time we get a, a uh, when he's out looking for Purple Man. It mentions mm-hmm. that he goes somewhere in Hell's Kitchen, yeah. but he's not actually operating in Hell's Kitchen. No. Yet, but there is a moment yes, in this. Yes, East Side Brownstone. That they yeah, always say East Side Brownstone. Yeah, but in in, the, in this issue, it's cool because this is the first time that they actually do mention Hell's Kitchen. That's yeah. where he goes uh, looking for, uh, later on in the in the issue. Yeah, he goes to see Blake Tower, yeah. who's still handsome. Yeah, as ever, still um, handsome as ever. Still seems like he's good at his job too. Yeah, I think they I think they voted in the right person because yeah. when you think about Foggy, I mean, was Foggy actually really that he good? He just seemed really angry the yeah. whole time. Yeah, <laughs> so I actually think angry the, I think the public got it right on this one. Yeah, um, he he goes to see and basically says, look, here's the deal. This is what's happening. We have a real tough thing here because Purple Man is out there and yeah. and Blake Towers says, you know, there's no, nothing I can do. I can't help you legally because like, we can't get this guy onto a stand. Unless there's you no have a witness yeah. or you find evidence or something, yeah. yeah. So you, we need some evidence. So Daredevil bounces off, manages to get back for a little kind of barely asleep, but like cat, takes a quick nap on his couch. Yeah. His first time that he's actually taken any kind of sleep. Yeah, he he gets he does get a little bit of sleep in, so this yeah. is good. Franklin's just yeah. in front of so the TV. I- exactly. Foggy. Yeah, so we cut over to uh, Franklin Nelson, and he is just not handling having this whole situation with Debbie not go the way he wanted the yeah. big reunion to be. And uh, he's, he's just not handling it very well. No, and, he's know. basically watching bad TV and eating yeah. bad food and mm-hmm. just sort of moping and thinking, like, well, this isn't good. <laughs> right. Um He's uh, he he he's blaming uh, Maxwell Glenn. He's blaming mm-hmm. the whole thing on Maxwell Glenn. So, so the so the reason why we're over in Foggy's apartment now is because Matt ends up showing up, and um, Matt goes over and he's like, "Look," uh, he goes to Foggy's place, and he's like, "Foggy, I have a favor to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you to defend um, Maxwell Glenn in court." Yeah, and that just makes uh, Foggy flip out. He's like, "Are yeah, you he's kidding furious. me?" He's the person that kidnapped Debbie. There's no way. What is wrong with you? And it's like, if you want. To you know him defended, you defended, but I would never do that. And see, the whole reason why Matt is asking him to do it is because in his in his head, um, Matt's thinking maybe the only way that I can actually prove he's innocent would be if I take the stand as Daredevil, as Daredevil. So I can't be there at the same time, yeah. defending him as Matt. Yeah, but Foggy's like. He doesn't want to hear anything, hear it all about it. He's like, no, 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 leave. I hate this. Bad idea, stupid. In fact, when when uh, Matt goes in his head, he's thinking, you know, maybe I shouldn't have actually done that. That might not have been the smartest decision. He hears with his super hearing that uh, Foggy's like, man, if you uh, if you end up choosing to defend this guy, then, you know, that's the end of Nelson and Murdoch. The end, <laughs> you know, because they've... 
never ended before. Never. Um, so Daredevil is checking his equipment. Matt goes back and basically changes him to Daredevil. And that, that's like one of the few instances in these in this room where he is Matt for a while. Yeah. Um, he goes back and changes him to Daredevil and says, I've got to hit the streets. I've got to find. And what's cool is right before he does this, they throw in the little tiny Easter egg of something that's going to happen later in the issue mm-hmm. is uh, Matt notices that his billy club's not exactly right. Yeah, the, the weights. He, well, are it's off. nicked. It's nicked a certain bit, a certain way, and he, he even has a moment where he goes, "You know what? Maybe I should uh, work on fixing, repairing, but I don't have time for that right now." Yeah, I gotta so, go. So it's a perfect little Easter egg, knowing mm-hmm. that they would only throw that in there if if the billy club's gonna falter later in the issue. So yeah. we have that to look forward to. Yeah. So he goes out. He's swinging around. He's looking around town, trying to find anything that, that will lead him to um, Purple Man. And he's kind of shaking down um, crooks and, and people. He's basically he's basically smashing into windows, hitting people, and then yeah. smashing out of windows for like a couple of pages. He basically does this. And and, and I kind of liked, like there was, he, he was using a fear moment, kind of a Batman trick, yeah. where uh, he ends up finding this goon and he takes him to a rooftop and threatens to throw him over yeah, if he, he does doesn't a get dangle the, off the edge. Yeah, he does a Batman move yeah. there, which I thought was pretty cool. It kind of shows that he's desperate yeah. and also that he really means business too. And it's just funny because it works. You know, He gets the information that he needs. He finds Well, he gets some information. He discovers that there's a big meeting going on. Exactly. Down. So he, he gets the next piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And this big meeting is where um, there's some dude who is hiring a whole bunch of bodies to help him for his... Um, yeah whatever he needs to, you know, he's planning on doing. So automatically, Matt thinks, well, that's the Purple Man. That's Purple Man. That's perfect. So he heads over to Hell's Kitchen, yep. which I think this is where they mentioned Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes over there and uh, finds out it's not actually Purple no. Man. Uh, just oh. one quick mention that the, mm-hmm. the, the hood, the goon that he hangs off the roof is called Nose Norton, which I always liked. <laughs> I hope you weren't going to try and ask me that question. No, I, I was um, not. Yeah, he gets there, and he, he's hiding up in the rafters, and uh, out steps, there's a, there's a whole bunch of, of crooks hanging out, and out steps uh, Deathstalker. Yeah, I really like Deathstalker. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, he's a great villain. Um, Deathstalker comes out, and he says, I've got this I've got this mission for everyone. And while he's doing that, um, someone runs in and says, Deathstalker, Daredevil's shaking everyone down. I think he's found out about this. He's on to you. And Daredevil has a moment where he's up in a rough, and he's like, well, I kind of just want to find Purple Man, and, <laughs> but I can't just ignore this. This is obviously something, and what should I do? And while he's doing that, one of the goons... Um, is up in the rafters and spots him and kind of sneaks up on him and he's lost in thought and the, the goon's able to get the drop on him. Yeah. Isn't isn't this where he says he's going to call in the Avengers to solve this? Yeah, he says maybe I can call in the Avengers or the, uh, has that the ever FF ha- or the Avengers. Has that ever happened? I don't think they've ever actually called in. They always say, maybe I should call in the FF or the Avengers. And but it's they, always those two teams. Yeah. And, but they never do. They just yeah. say, oh. What's up with the X-Men? There's, there's, one, there's <laughs> one great, um, I think it might be in a Fantastic Four annual, but later on, um, Daredevil has an, appear- has an appearance where there's a Fantastic Four album, uh, annual and he's basically sitting up on a rooftop and he's just watching. He says, well, I can't do anything here. I'm completely <laughs> outpowered. I just thought I'd have a look. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Spider-Man swings by and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so he gets down and De- uh, Deathstalker's down there and Deathstalker, of course, uh, last time we saw him, he was killed by, um, who was it? Was it Ghost Rider? Was that the last time? It was in Ghost Rider. Yeah. yeah. He kind um, of vanished he, after he, Ghost Rider. Hell. He fell into a big pit of, kind of like how the Joker turned into the Joker. No, no. That was even earlier. That oh, was, was that an earlier yeah, time? This was just um, the, thought, the the whatever the flames that um, 
Ghost Rider can send out the the, the Hell's fire. The fire. Yeah. He hits him with that, and he kind of vanishes. Oh, and, okay. And it ends with I think Matt says like, "Well, yeah, he's not hey, really dead. He'll be back." I just want to say real quick before you talk about Deathstalker, mm-hmm. I like the, the the little thug that was up on the rafters yeah. while Daredevil's watching. Yeah. I like the fact that when he takes a dive at him, Matt's talking to or Daredevil's talking to him, and he's like, "Man, this sucks. Not only have you ruined, you know, you made everyone know that I'm here. Now I have to take the the brunt of this fall." Yeah, he says, "I so, can't so, just let you fall. I knew you were there. Yeah, I knew you were there, but now I'm going to have to take all, you know, already on my super." tired hurt shoulder and yeah. body good work bozo. G- good work bozo <laughs> now i'm gonna have to take the grunt of the, the fall here so that way you don't hurt yourself yeah i like it's the fact funny. he looks terrified as well the goon that's creeping up on him looks like he can't believe it's happening and looks yeah. it's great artwork by uh, kill kane he looks he looks terrified and he looks like am i doing the right thing and yeah. he's just kind of like <laughs> oh well um so death stalker basically says oh great daredevil the last thing i need everyone kill him and uh, they, they chase after him. And uh, Daredevil is able to knock a few people away. One of them stumbles into Deathstalker, who gets killed instantly. Because yeah, by the death touch. The, that death only touch, the instant death touch. That it, only, unless he's touching Daredevil. Unless he's touching certain people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and that's, and, I mean, and, and that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, he kind of, he, uh, Deathstalker kind of, kind of basically just says, I don't have time for this. I'm yeah. busy. I've got to do something. The only reason I was here was to get these people to help me with something. Yeah. It's very, it's time sensitive. I'm out of here and basically vanishes. And he says, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take care of you. But when I'm I'm in my own time, I'm going to pencil it in and it's a future date. And it's so cool because over the course of these, you know, 17 to 20 pages, we, we keep hearing about purple man. They keep talking about Maxwell Glenn Mm -hmm. dealing with Heather, dealing with Debbie, everything, all the events are continuing to to happen while Mm. purple man does not even make an appearance in this issue. And it's, it's more about like the journey of daredevil trying to, a fine purple man and B cope with the fact of everything that's happening. Yeah. And they use another villain, Deathstalker, to make up an appearance just for the sake of adding to the to the drama. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's it just kind of neat. It, 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 it makes neat... it really good that Deathstalker, uh, the uh, purple man doesn't appear because it's yeah. all about trying to find him and the it, it really increases the sense of how hard it would be to find someone yeah. who can make themselves exactly invisible. It's and, good storytelling. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. So at the very end of this this issue, at the very last page, yep. we find out that Heather has written note to Matt, who she gives to Foggy, because the whole time that this is all happening, remember, I mean, it hasn't been that long, like 24 hours, yeah. but the whole time that this happens, uh, Heather has been wanting Matt. She's been desperate to, for some support, support yeah. to help deal with what's happening with her father. Yeah. And... Uh, and Matt feels like, well, I can't go there because she knows that Daredevil's been shot in the arm. And, and if she sees that I'm shot in the arm, then yeah. she'll put two and two together. And she also knows that and, he'll bl- she'll blame Daredevil because Daredevil right. was responsible for her father being arrested. Mm-hmm. And as far as she's concerned, her father's innocent and it's Daredevil's fault. So it, it, it's kind of a combined... Exactly. So, so this note that she wrote to Matt that she gave to Foggy is, it's a breakup note. And it says, you know, I don't ever want to see you again because... Th- you were not there for me in my biggest moment of need. Yeah, you blew it, Matt. You you blew it. Yeah, yeah. So um, so now we go to issue one forty nine mm-hmm. and uh, very fun issue. I like this one a lot. And this is where we get uh, Carmine. Carmine. Yeah, Carmine. And it's cool because I don't know if you noticed or not, but on the on the page, like I was reading on on the credits, and it had the writer, and then it went to the inker, and I'm like, hold on, is that a typo? And then I kept going down the line, and at the very bottom it says. It says um, introducing, intru- yeah, yeah, introducing uh, yeah. 
Carmine's probably been working for I, 20 or 30 but it's years. But ju- it's just <laughs> funny that like, it's like when you go and you watch a movie mm-hmm. um, and, and not, the, not the biggest star who will say in this case is the writer, mm-hmm. but the number two star, they wait till the end of the above the line credits for yeah. actors and mm-hmm. then they say, and Bruce Willis or, yeah. or and Harrison Ford. Yeah. It's kind of what they did here yeah. with, with Karma, which I thought was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very it's very good. Um, it, and Cartman's a great artist. He's a real clean line, um, classic superhero artist. Yeah. He draws the the real people really well, and the superheroes. He's he's very you know he's very he's he's the, he knows his work. He knows how to do his his job. Um, it's it's a uh, uh, big storm, and Daredevil's running around trying to find. Um, yeah, anything exactly. It, it's go. It's it's more of the same. It's 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 Matt dealing dealing with um, putting uh, Heather's father in mm-hmm. prison, dealing with his relationship getting messed up with Heather. Um, it's also Daredevil looking for Purple Man. Yeah, it's more of the same. And what's great is Purple Man once again does not make an appearance in this whole issue. Yeah, and now the fact that. Now we had the B storyline last issue, which was with Deathstalker, who you know has something big planned, but Daredevil foiled it by showing up there. So now for this issue, Deathstalker has made another Smasher. Yeah, who and do you it, remember he it, had he, he killed in Ghost Rider. He, he killed in Ghost Rider, yeah. and um, he sent Smasher after Daredevil. Mm-hmm. To stop Daredevil because Daredevil's getting in the way of whatever Deathstalker's plans were. Yeah. So this is great. So this literally has nothing to do with the the main storyline of yeah. finding Purple Man and dealing with the whole Maxwell Glenn Heather situation. But it's in it's in um, it, what's happening. This issue directly reflects what happened the issue before on the B storyline with uh, with Deathstalker, which I thought was so cool because yeah. it just shows like in this world, this Marvel world, you know everything that you do has a ripple effect. So now while he's searching for Purple Man, he now doesn't have to deal with Deathstalker, but he has to deal with another bad guy because Deathstalker was mad that he was there last yeah. issue. I know it sounds kind of confusing, but it really makes sense when you read it. It does. And and Daredevil is one of those characters. He's, um, he, he's one of those justice characters. So he yeah. goes out trying to help people, which means he's going looking for the baddies normally. He's trying to help people by finding the culprits and bringing them mm-hmm. to justice. This is one of those rare instances where he's being sought out and it's incidents that are happening to him rather than him going to look for them. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting that it catches, it really does catch him off guard. You yeah. Get a real sense of him. Again. So and, and, you know, he's, he mentions that his shoulder still hurts. Mm-hmm. He mentions, and it's now like three or four issues ago. He's, uh, there's a huge storm. So his radar sensors all over the place and he's kind of tired. So he's almost slipping off and he's thinking, He's out looking for Purple Man. He's also thinking, I need to get to Heather because she's just dumped me and I've got to explain what's going on, mm-hmm. but I can't explain too much and I've got to hide this and I've got to yeah. do this and I can't stay there too long because I've got to get out and It's find slowly Man. driving him crazy. Yeah. And the issue actually starts with with a scene with Heather and Matt mm-hmm. where Matt's made it to, to Heather's place finally. He got the note and is like, so what's the meaning of this? Like, what's yeah. going on? And Heather explains kind of everything that we went over last issue where it's like, you know, you, you weren't there for me. I yeah. feel terrible. All this issue with my father. You're my boyfriend. You're supposed to be there for me. And it ends with Heather actually kicking him out of yeah, the she apartment. Says, get out. Yeah, yeah, get out. And Matt, um, un- um, she doesn't know this because obviously she doesn't know that Matt's Daredevil at this point. But um, Matt's able to sense that there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, luggage around, so it looks like Heather is leaving town. But yeah. but he can't say that because she doesn't give that information freely to him. Yeah, so he, he basically gets there and she says, "Well, uh, you know, you kind of messed up." But you're going to defend my dad, right? Because you're a lawyer and you you think he's innocent, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, "I can't." He 
says I can't do that. And she's like, oh, okay, out you go. Bye. See ya. <laughs> um, and then while he's walking along as Matt, a big guy walks into him and says, uh, hey, watch where you're going. Oh, sorry, didn't notice you were blind. Forget it. And Matt kind of thinks that's suspicious. Um, anyway, I've got to change into Daredevil so mm-hmm. that I can get across town quicker. He changes, and when he changes... That guy that he, the ran, guy that he into ran into the notices, notices that Daredevil's goes, oh, there's Daredevil. This is perfect. I've it's been exactly looking for him. I was looking for <laughs> And this is a great fight, honestly. It, it's a very, it's drawn well. It's fun. It's, yeah. it's, and the whole, the whole time, Daredevil's like, look, because um, the Smasher lets him know right away what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, I was hired by Death Stalker to take you out. Yeah. And and then Daredevil realizes, like, okay, crap. Here's another guy who has been forced to become the super, the super villain yeah. Smasher, and it's not going to end well. And Daredevil's even telling him that he's like, look, dude, look, you're going to die. You're yes. going to die. He's <laughs> like, no matter what you do, even if you beat me, you're going to go back there and you're going to die. And Smasher's like, no, you, you know, I won't die. You know, he promised me that if I found you, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil, so throughout the whole fight, he's treating him almost like a good guy yeah. who is just misunderstood, yeah. or, or not misunderstood, but just misinformed. Yeah. Yeah, so, so he's, uh, he's trying to avoid getting into a full fight with him. Yeah. Partly because he knows he's outpowered, but also because of this whole thing that he knows that he's yeah. kind of been roped in to do this by a dev stalker. And he basically just says, well, I don't have time for this, and yeah. leaves. <laughs> and just jumps away. And, and um, the, the new smasher is like, oh, I'll find you. I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep looking for you. And he's like, whatever. I'm, I've got to get out of here. Never I've got yet. things to do. And he runs off, and he he finds... Uh, he, go, he swings by um, the the storefront uh, looks completely different yeah <laughs> uh, he gets to the storefront changes into matt because he thinks i've got to do something i've got to appear here so that people don't get suspicious and yeah. i've also got to do some stuff in here and he goes in and he senses that foggy has a uh, gun a revolver yeah yeah foggy's actually entered the room while matt's in the closet yeah and he's trying to get in touch with uh, deborah but deborah is still rejecting him and saying she doesn't want to see anyone she's locked up she's kind of keeping herself locked up in a room yeah. and he is angry at Maxwell Glenn again so he's got this pistol and he's thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get justice. Yeah and, and the whole reason for this is that Matt or sorry that Foggy wants Debbie back he wants things to go back to how they were before she was kidnapped mm-hmm. and, and he feels through some kind of sick twisted way that if, if Maxwell Glenn was completely out of the situation completely out of it that Debbie might be able to get over this um, feeling that she has yeah. and be able to come back to me and and Matt senses all this. He senses the gun. Yeah. And uh, he does the. Uh, he he lets Foggy know that he's there by shouting loudly. Foggy, is that you? Is someone there? And does play, yeah. fully plays up the full blind. And character. it's and it's so funny because Foggy's like, uh, Matt, what were you doing hiding in the dark? Yeah. And then Matt reminds him, uh, I didn't know it was dark. And Foggy's like, Oh, that's right, you're blind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 he's backtracked so quickly. Oh, oh, sorry, dude. Um, and then Matt kind of leaves and says, he gets angry at Foggy. He kind of grabs Foggy and says, like, you're insensitive, you're angry, you, you aren't helping. Yeah. And and he's he's kind of, like, it's getting to the point where it's getting to him now. Yeah. So he kind of storms off and he thinks, I better go back and be Daredevil for a bit and see if I can find um, anything on Purple Man or Kilgrave to help out. And he's jumping around. While he's jumping around, someone spots him that lets... Um, the um, Smasher. Smasher. No, Smasher's just driving around in a cab <laughs> looking yeah. for him. And this is one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. One of the best drawn panels ever drawn ever in any comic <laughs> ever. So the 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 
the taxi pulls up to where Matt's at, <laughs> yeah. and the smasher smashes through the roof of the taxi. Yeah, he's living while up to his inside name. instead of going through the door, and it's so cool. Ima- <laughs> imagine like um, you know how the Incredible Hulk when he's completely raged out and has his head, his nose pointed to the sky and yeah. his arms out to the side screaming, you know, or like a wrestler doing that. <laughs> it's exactly what Smasher looks like. Yeah, but. It's almost, you know, um, uh, back in the day in cartoons, when whenever like somebody would plug a gun, like uh-huh. like take a rifle and yeah. they would put something in pl- and plug it and it would blow up. Yeah, and the whole barrel it, would and, split, and open. the barrel would split open and curl backwards. Yeah. That's exactly what the roof. That's of what the, the roof of the cab does. <laughs> the roof of the cab does with this master just standing there, like I found you. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, God, I laughed so go? hard when I read that. It's fantastic. <laughs> he he jumps out. He grabs a lamppost and hits uh, the the awning or the um the uh, what do you call it that. So he's, he's basically a cinema at the um, oh uh, the the marquee the marquee thank yeah. you he's mm-hmm. in, on top of the uh, the marquee of a cinema that's mm-hmm. showing the deep again and again <laughs> they keep mentioning the deep um, and uh, he's just thinking you know maybe if I do this maybe if I do that and then smashes smashes through the cab grabs a lamppost hits the marquee while Daredevil jumps down he jumps down and kind of catches his ankle because he's is a little caught by surprise, but he's also just tired and yeah. He how awesome is that yeah. that he actually hurts his ankle? Yeah, and he runs in. And <laughs> I think the smasher throws like some car tires or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fun. It is a fun fight, yeah. and the way it ends is is uh, once again Matt the whole time is telling him you got to stop he's just this dodging it, and the, the smasher is just throwing. Yeah, and he's and like, the I don't want to hurt you. So it, it ends up with he's not exactly playing playing possum, but no. he's laying. Uh, Daredevil's laying on the ground like he's defeated, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, the smasher, smasher the, uh, a garbage bin, right? Yeah. Picks up a garbage bin and is going to uh, just uh, smash him with it. Yeah. But instead, Daredevil swings his leg up. And he does do that the two-footed kick. The two-footed kick and, <laughs> and makes it so the smasher drops the garbage can on top of himself. Yeah. And then he also, this is like uh, something that, that hasn't, uh, I think I don't think they've mentioned it. They might have mentioned it very early on in the run, but he uses his sense to pick out a pressure point because he can hear his heartbeat so Yes, loudly. yes, yes, yes. And he strikes him in the solar plexus, which basically stops him from being able to move right and then he hits him a couple of times and then he drops the garbage bin on his head and then the police come and they're like well what's going on here and it's great because daredevil's like you won't be able to hold him and the police are like what are you talking about we can hold this guy and he goes no because no matter what death is going to find him and is going to kill him yeah (laughs) so you you might as well it's like you might as well just let him go yeah. <laughs> he says he can't do anything anyway. Yeah. There's no charge. He's being pressed. There's yeah. no. What, yeah, he what goes, did he do? I, is, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to press charges against him. It's fine. And they're like, well, okay, well, I guess he didn't technically commit a crime. Although there's a lot of property damage. There's, that a, hell of a, there's a cab. <laughs> there's a, a marquee. Cab. There's a lamppost, <laughs> yeah. which I think is city property, which is a big one. There's a garbage can. There's a whole series of walls and buildings that he punched into. Uh, it, it was so much fun. And once again, like, this, it, oh, such a little bit of time has passed. Yeah, this is like 20 minutes. Or yeah, I know. <laughs> It's fun. I don't yeah. know why. I, I really digged it. Maybe because it was different than what we'd been reading yeah. so far. But um, yeah. So that gets us into um, issue number one. 150, which is a big one, but they don't really. It's a landmark issue on the cover, but they don't yeah. really do much more. Yeah, than there say, was nothing well special done. with this one. I mean, there were some great moments in it, but mm-hmm. there was nothing particularly like special with the with the exception of some good art. Yeah. Um, a fine Gil Kane cover. Yeah. Of, it, uh, a new character is yeah. introduced. Um, but it's. It, it's. It's. Uh, it, it, it starts the way that it starts. It makes it seem like okay, a whole bunch of time has passed because mm-hmm. this is now we're at a school and Daredevil is stopping a kid uh, who's trying to shoot up a school. One of the students. Yeah, one of the students has a gun and he's he's 
um, anxious. He's locked. Uh, he's mm-hmm. kind of built up a barricade of desks around him. The police have got there's like yeah. twelve sharpshooting police that yeah. are on other end, and they they're trigger. And, and this happy. is like a fourteen year old. Yeah. But what's what's what 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 was interesting was when I read this, I was like, dang it, they're gonna jump ahead in time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want them to jump ahead in time. Yeah. But what's so great is they're not jumping ahead in time. This is this, just something that was happening. It, just, this is just something that was happening that's just going to lead into more of yeah. the same of what we were talking about, which I was so excited. For, yeah. know, I was so happy when that ended up happening. You yeah. Know? It's kind of wild because what happens is that Daredevil stumbles on this school shooting thing. Um, no one's been hurt. No, that's the thing. That, that it's a school shooting, but it's, but it's an active shooter in a school, but no one's been shot. It's just this kid who's having like a, a real tough time and he's pulled out a revolver and he's firing at the uh, around where the police are all hiding. Which I firing. thought was interesting that they actually had the kid fire at Daredevil when Daredevil approached him to try to talk him yeah. down. I thought it, it was an interesting choice because you have a superhero going to this kid. Obviously, this kid knows who Daredevil is, yeah. and you know he 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 doesn't want you know he he has his motives for why ever you know mm-hmm. he's, for whatever he's doing there. But so Daredevil walks up and is trying to be like, "Hey, you know everything's going to be okay." Yeah, he's trying put, to talk him off the yeah, ledge. Put the gun down, and the kid starts firing shots at him. Yeah, and I was Daredevil's really able to that. sense that he uh, there's no way he can hear. He's like, yeah. "This guy's aims all over the place. He's nervous. I'm I'm not going to react." So he does his fearless thing and walks up and says, look, it's okay, calm down, calm down. And he actually gets the, the, the kid to sort of stand up and start listening. And as soon as he does, one of the policemen's like, he's up, shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, and uh, the police pop up and the kid's like, oh, you, you tried to trick me. So he gets the gun. And Daredevil actually gets between the police and the kid, hits one of the bullets that the police yeah. are firing with his billy club away, yeah. and is uh, able to jump on the kid and take him out and just basically hits him and says, you need to calm down. <laughs> right. like a slap across the face is like, that's it. That's enough, kid. No more shooting. And the police run up and they're like, yeah, we got him. And he's like, you're an idiot too. Yeah. You shouldn't well, wouldn't have you, fire. Wouldn't you think that the police would just stand back when there's a superhero there? I don't know. We've seen in the past they get a little anxious and they get a little nervy and start opening fire. There's, it's, it's, so. been, it's happened a couple of times in the book. I can't yeah. think of, a, a, of when, but it definitely has. You know, and one thing I want to say before we go on was we had talked about two issues ago how I thought it was neat that we foreshadowed the Billy Club not yeah. working. And we didn't mention in that issue there was a, there was a faulty... Uh, uh, he was trying to bounce the um, his billy club, and it didn't come back to him. Oh yeah, it went mm-hmm. the other direction, and yeah. then he was weaponless for a while while yeah. he was fighting um, uh, the Smasher. Yeah. So anyway, so I just wanted to say yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember because I, 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 <laughs> I was like, oh, this was so cool that they're foreshadowing and not working, and yeah. then it ended up, you know. Anyway, sorry. So back b- back to the anniversary or the whatever you call it, the the one f- episode or issue 150. Yeah, so he runs out and he's like, well, that's that's great fun and I'm still no closer to find him. So, yeah. you know, this is like day three or four of him uh-huh. looking for Purple Man. He runs home and he yeah. kind of He gets, gets some a, sleep, he gets some which sleep. is awesome. And he has, has a crazy dream. He has like the most craziest dream ever, which makes complete sense because I don't know about you, Jamie, but mm. when I go a long time without, without sleep and it's inter- constantly interrupted and I don't get a good REM, you know, mm-hmm. when I finally do, Sometimes I get some crazy some freaking work dreams. Anxiety dreams. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty much what Daredevil's getting as a work <laughs> yeah. anxiety dream. Because he's he's in court as Matt, so he's getting the Matt work anxiety uh-huh. dream. But it's all about being a superhero that's got it wrong, so he's getting the Daredevil anxiety dream. Yeah. Um everyone's sort of saying you're a liar, you're wrong, you're an idiot, you're a fool. There's a judge with a, a black hood yeah. on. There's which which turns out to be Purple Man. Yeah, it turns out to be Purple Man. <laughs> Daredevil's there and he unmasks himself and everyone just yeah. walks away saying, We don't care, no one's no yeah. sin, no one cares about it's, what you're doing. Him. It's so cool because 
this dream does two things. The first thing does is it's just for pure entertainment. It's mm-hmm. fun to read. It, mm-hmm. It's just got all these little tipsy turny stuff and it's really cool. Yeah. But the second thing is, is it continues to dive deeper into what Matt is feeling yeah, inside. He's psyche. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Shows you how anxious and how worn out he is. And then um, he kind of wakes up and is like, wow, I can't believe I fell asleep and I have that crazy dream. Then we cut to um, uh, Foggy phones him and says, uh, no, he, uh, yeah, Foggy phones him. Yeah, he's like, I need, I need you in the courthouse. I uh, need you at the courthouse. And he says, I, I'm sorry I was in. He's like, whatever, dude, look, you, you've blown it. You've you're fallen apart. Yeah. I need I need." Matt to actually be Matt, so yeah. hangs up on him. Uh, we cut to um, the Paladin. We 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 meet this new uh, new character called the Paladin. Paladin. Now, um, what's his face? Um, Mort. Mort. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Mort is there, and he's basically <laughs> he's pulled together his life saving. This is so awesome. I love the fact of how difficult it is find to find Purple Man yeah. because now Mort, for his own reasons, mm-hmm. they have nothing to do with anybody other than himself. More just his his self-preservation level. He hires this guy, Paladin, who Mm -hmm. is this super, super high-priced assassin. No, is is he an assassin? I don't think he's an assassin. He's kind of like a a, a a, guy for hire. It's like a a super uh, PI, I guess. All right, well, uh, uh, you're right. Sorry, a a guy for hire. Yeah. And um, he hires him to go find Purple Man. Yeah. And of course, Daredevil ends up getting in the way, yeah. and they end up having a fight. But yeah, because they're both looking for him. They're both looking for him, and and, and then uh, Daredevil or Paladin realizes, well, Daredevil's looking for him too, so maybe I can use Daredevil to help me get to Purple Man. Yeah, but it's it's just cool because you're coming from all directions, from mm-hmm. all all sides. Even yeah. Mort's getting some action. In Mort's here. getting some action. Mort pulls together four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's why he said high priced. Yeah, he 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 he. Uh, was he takes out a second mortgage on his house? Yeah. Uh, he sells his car. Sells his car. And it was great. He, sell, he sells his house. Oh, oh, he sells his house. It was great. His paladin is like, you know what? You're $50,000 short, but I think I'm going to do it anyways because yeah. I'm kind of intrigued, which yeah. makes me think, how many people can actually foot the bill? <laughs> like, who want to hire this guy? Yeah. <laughs> He is That's crazy. Why we've never heard of him. Yeah, I know. We don't um, have the money, so we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of he's got the craziest outfit. He looks like he's basically wearing like a Almost um like football pad or not football pad, baseball yeah, yeah, catcher like, or something. Yeah, like like a like a old timesy uh, catcher from like way back in the yeah. day. Yeah, and he has a purple cape and like a like big boots uh, and just these these glasses that look like those three D viewers that you clicked <laughs> that spun a picture around. Yeah, the vi- uh, what is it? The vision uh, visit or wheel or yeah, I don't remember, but I, oh, I used to love those things. Yeah, he looks like he he basically looks like he cobbled it together and that he's scamming you know, everybody. You, yeah, because it's like if you're charging five hundred thousand dollars, you think you could at least take ten percent of one of those. Uh, <laughs> Look at the costumes of the heroes in the Marvel Universe, and they sew them themselves. And you, <laughs> you've thrown this together from like you went. <laughs> Can you imagine what Daredevil could do if he had a half a million dollars lying around for oh, for a costume? He probably does. He's a high flying lawyer. No, at this stage, he's a a freebie lawyer. Yeah, he's um, a freebie lawyer. And lawyer. he's he he says, okay. Um, Daredevil notices that someone's following him. It's the Paladin. Paladin. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Paladin. Um, is uh, it loses sight of him and thinks, what's going on? Um, I was just tracking this guy and suddenly Daredevil jumps out and he's like, oh, you caught up with me. So you did double back. Okay, um, you know what you're doing. Uh, let, let me introduce myself. I can't tell you who I'm working for, but uh, we're looking for Purple Man and I need the information from you. And he takes a guy, he has a weird little ray gun thing that he takes out and shoots warning shots at Daredevil. He's not trying to kill him. He's just trying to scare mm-hmm. him. But Daredevil swings around a post and kicks him in the back and they have a little 
tussle, they fight, and they fight into a room. Into a, like a woman's bedroom. <laughs> who's, a who's woman's with dorm a, room. Or a woman's dorm room. Yeah. Who's, who, you know, it's two girls in there, and they're yeah. in their underwear. And what's so funny is Paladin is like, he, he automatically, he just, he stops. Yeah, he like he stops, he stops mid-flight, and he's like, well, hello, ladies. How yeah, are you? And, Matt, and Daredevil's <laughs> just standing there like, what is going on with this guy? And he, Paladin basically tells Matt, look, or Daredevil, look, I know we were fighting, but we're obviously over the same thing. Yeah. And so let's just, yeah. let's just let's stop. Just, and, let's just stop and work out what we're doing. Work out what we're doing. He's, he's like, the, the two women are there, they're in a, like it's a hotel dorm room or something like that. Yeah. I don't, and I don't he think says, they oh, stay, are you, where are you from? Oh, that's cool. And uh, anyone from Minneapolis? And they, they say where they're from. And he's like, oh, it's beautiful there. But how are you enjoying New York? You want to come out for dinner sometime? And then they walk up the stairs and they get up there and, uh, Paladin, he takes off his mask as well. He shows the woman his normal face, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And says, like, you know, nothing to worry about. It's just New York. Yeah. He, he runs and he tries to get the gun and Daredevil grabs a gun and he says, look, yeah, stop the, trying to shoot the, me just, with this. Yeah, we, we need to, we're after the same thing. Let's not fight each yeah. other. And then they just kind of separate. And uh, Yeah, they say, we're not working. Yeah, Daredevil's so, like, we're not working together, but yeah. good luck. Let me know if you hear anything. Yeah. And, Daredevil, uh, and Paladin says, yeah, you're a pretty good guy. So, so two other things before we go to 151. I just want to say from this issue is that Heather actually visits her dad. Yeah. And, it, and tells her dad, like, you know, you know, I, I, like how could you do this or whatever? And the and her dad is like, I don't know. I I don't remember doing it, but I yeah. just know that I did and and everything. And then um, Matt also makes a big decision at the end. Yeah, he does. He decides that he is going to come clean to Heather because he feels like the only way that I'm going to be able to set Maxwell Glenn free is if I, a trusty lawyer, who people are going to take my word realize that I'm also Daredevil. So the person that saw and witnessed all of this on the stand is also a trusty lawyer, Matt Murdock. So yeah. I'm going to come clean in the courtroom. So before I do that, I'm going to first tell Heather yeah. so I can try to mend that situation. Um, so he shows up to her apartment. He goes to her apartment mm-hmm. and takes the mask off and is waiting for her to get there. He's kept the Daredevil costume on, but he's taken the mask off and he's just sitting there waiting and waiting. And then her cab pulls up and he's like, okay, here she comes. Well, gets a little nervous and is like, I, you know, I'm going to do this. This is it. I've got to do this. I know that what happened with Karen in the past, where she found out I was dead, everyone ran away. I don't think Heather's going to do this. I've got to like, wait, make a way of making this work, find a way of making this work. And while he's there, the phone rings and he answers the phone. And uh, Heather is just outside the room. Matt is on the phone and he learns that uh, Maxwell Glenn has committed suicide him in prison just after Heather left. Maxwell Glenn, I guess, hanged himself or right, um, and it ends with a big cliffhanger. That's yeah. that's right where it ends, and that takes us. The door is opening with yeah, with, with Heather, Heather walking in, in while he's learning this and yeah. his Daredevil costume yeah. with the mask off. With the mask off, so that takes us straight to one fifty one, and this is it takes it <laughs> it takes place the exact same moment, which Instantly. is awesome. Yeah. It's, that's what I love about these five issues. It's literally like one story. So. Um, so Heather walks in. Yeah. Matt's got his mask off. Yeah, this is Roger and, McKenzie's uh, working with um, Jim Chu, like we said before. But yeah. Roger oh, and also uh, Gil Kane. Gil Kane is back doing the art with Gil Cla- Kane with and uh, uh, Jim Chu applying. Yeah. And Roger McKenzie is scripting. Yeah. So um, Matt reveals to Heather that he is Daredevil, yeah. and automatically, had the first thing Heather thinks of instead of "Wow, that explains everything. I'm so happy." It goes to 
great. So you're the person that put my husband or put my father behind bars. Yeah. It was you. So automatically goes in the defensive, goes towards the negative aspect. You yeah. know what exactly what Daredevil was not wanting to happen. And then, responsible. and then Matt says, you know, I've got to tell you something about your dad. Yeah. I've got, you've so got it's to, just the double negative yeah, right he's there. Like, Look, I know you're mad at me yeah, because of what's happened and you're but, blaming me. Yeah, but, but here's something else for you to be even more mad about. Now, here's the bad news. <laughs> yeah, here's the bad news. <laughs> here's the bad news. Your dad's dead. Um, he committed suicide. And yeah. she, she flips collapses. out. She, yeah. yeah. And, and she kicks Matt out and, and she, she doesn't even care that he's Daredevil anymore. No. It's great artwork because it really yeah. shows her just completely crumble down. And, and yeah, and like, this is like out. one of my favorite moments. Um, so Matt, and Matt's surprised. That's the best well, thing. No, is he, like he's shocked. Yeah, he's like, well, hang on. So, this isn't how this was supposed to go. So while Matt is like thinking about all of this stuff about wrongfully putting a per or having a person wrongfully go to prison because mm-hmm. of him and all this stuff and whether he should come clean or you know, yeah, all that stuff is every. He finally makes a decision and it goes horribly wrong. And yeah. because it goes horribly wrong. It makes Matt just like his screws go completely loose at this point. Yeah, he goes back to his house. He does. He just walks in the front door. Doesn't care if anybody sees that Daredevil's going to the brownstone. Yeah, doesn't care. He walks in and just starts trashing his apartment. It's a great two pages of him just mad, saying, "I'm over. I'm yeah. done. This is. I don't. I can't do this anymore. This sucks Tears so much." Tears off the mask, smashes the apartment. It's so and it's, cool. It's basically him. It's, it's epic. It's him switching from Daredevil to Matt and realizing mm-hmm. that Daredevil's to blame. That yeah, Daredevil has caused all of this. I'm going to be daredevil no more and this isn't the first time we've heard him say this no but i feel like it might stick this time jamie i think it will i think think this is the end 151 issues guys yeah they had a good run they did um i know (laughs) one of the things that's that's really noticeable in this is that um uh, klaus uh, johnson's inking is becoming more it's setting up how foggy and how the supporting cast look it's giving them the definitive look which carries throughout um miller's run interesting klaus johnson says starts drawing full time um like foggy really starts to look like foggy look like how foggy's supposed to look you're right yeah that's so funny that's great um and foggy it it basically is foggy's going to matt's apartment it's like i've got to speak to him this is crazy this is all like you know we can we can fix this he won't answer the phone he gets there and he knocks on the door and while he's knocking on the door the neighbor's like oh you're here well thank you know, goodness because matt has been making a ton of noise and smashing the place up. smashing the place up and it's funny when when matt opens the door when foggy knocks he's got like a five o'clock shadow or one yeah. of those like three day i i haven't uh, shaved faces yeah and Foggy, his look is just like, he's oh horrified. my gosh, he's horrified. Yeah, this from a man who's been drinking who's heavily been drinking. for the last, <laughs> and eating TV dinners and watching. <laughs> but, um, he opens the door and, and he walks in and he sees the place is smashed and he's like, what is going on? Why are you, why, what, what is happening? You've got to pull it together. You've got to, you know, Heather needs you, the funeral's tomorrow. I need you. We've got a whole thing going. You've got to get it together. And he's like, you, you've got to do this. The storefront needs you. And as he's leaving, he whispers, you know, we, we can't. He it says, uh, I'll be expecting you, Matt. So don't let me down, buddy. And he closes the door and whispers, not again. Mm-hmm. And and that hits Matt. So he so, shaves. Yeah, so he shaves. He goes on a, he goes on a walk. He's still kind of sulking around. He feels terrible. Um, and then we find out that a bus has been hijacked. Yeah. And this bus has been hijacked. The hijackers are, they're telling the driver, you stop for nothing. If you stop at all, even slow down, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So what ends up happening right in front of Matt is a little kid runs in front of the bus. 
And it's funny because automatically, as a reader, you're thinking, okay, Daredevil's going to, or Matt's going to realize right now, I have to save this person. Then once he saves this person, he's going to be like, you know what? It is important to have Daredevil. But that's not exactly what happens. No, he's so lost in his thoughts that That the the boy actually gets hit by the bus. He gets hit by the bus. And Matt is is angry at Matt. Yeah. He's like, how could you have let... selfish. Yeah. How could could I have let that happen? So he runs to the body, Mm -hmm. feels terrible. The uh, the paramedics are showing up. They're like, hey, get out of here. We can take this from here. The, the police are saying, get or out the, of here. The police, someone's yeah. shouting, call an ambulance. Yeah. While all the commotion's going on, he ducks into an alley and changes into Daredevil and says, you yeah. know, people need Daredevil. I've been they do. To, 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 to denounce being mm-hmm. Daredevil for six pages. That was really selfish of me. And Well, but you know what, though? Like, uh, And I know it's kind of funny that it happens so quickly, mm-hmm. but I think of every single time that he has given up the mantle, yeah. this is the best... This was the best... like. This was the best Reason. shock that got him back into it. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Even though it was so short. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, like maybe if it would maybe if they would have taken taken issue 151, mm-hmm. gotten rid of 150 altogether and made it over two issues. Yeah, or ma- double size 150 or whatever. Exactly, mm-hmm. and included this and have the event with Heather happen at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So then that way we do have a longer period of time. That might have worked better because really issue 150 was supposed to be big. It was, it was it was definitely the weakest, in my opinion, of these five. So I feel like 150 being you know double size mm-hmm. with this story could have been more powerful because this is really summing up everything yeah. that, that Matt's been going through over these five issues dealing with the Heather and the, and the Maxwell gland and, and all that stuff. So... Yeah. So I actually didn't mind it. I know it was short. No, I liked it. But it I made liked more it. sense. It was it was more of a, you know, it's it's kind of easy to make fun of him saying he he, he always says, you know, no more. I'm never going to do this again, but mm-hmm. he's this is him having a breakdown. And they and they actually let the kid get hit by a bus. They let a kid get hit by no, a bus, which that's, is kind of it's harsh. Like it's, we said these are dark yeah. issues. We've had a suicide, we've had a kid hit by a bus, we've had several murders going on. Um, what happens is that Daredevil realizes the bus is still going with the terrorists that are careening towards Legardier or whatever. And he does. I didn't understand how this ended up working, but the way he stops the bus is he goes to a rooftop, he takes some wet laundry, yeah. he wraps it around a brick and throws the brick through the driver's side window to well, knock he, out the, he, the driver. He takes wet laundry and wraps it over a, a brick. Um, no, he go, at first he, he puts it over a chimney and collects all of the collects. Oh, I, the smoke. there we go. I missed that part. Yeah. So all of the smoke it. is inside now that wet makes laundry. Com- now that makes complete sense. Yeah, he basically he- makes a smoke bomb. Yeah. And oh, dang the- it. I wish I wouldn't have missed the <laughs> chimney part. Um, and he throws Darn the it. smoke bomb into the bus, which makes them have to stop. Yeah. And everyone runs out. And while they're out, he basically just beats the crap out of the terrorists. The and- so cool. Yeah. Oops, sorry. If That's all right. I, I banged the microphone or something. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm pounding my fist. Okay. I'm, I'm so <laughs> mad that I missed the smoke. Yeah. Because I at first I thought it was something went wrong with the engine, and that's what caused the smoke. I didn't realize he collected it from the chimney. Yeah, no, it was like a, it took me a while to. I kept looking Dang at him going, it. "How does that work?" But it worked. Does it and does it say it in the dialogue, or is it, it just says, through the uh, pictures? Yeah, it says. Uh, it says. Okay, here we go. Let me read the let me read the yeah, page. Yeah, please for do you. because okay. I'm really upset at myself okay. right now. Until far below, he hears the mournful dirge of police sirens, the bone rattling thump of rubber against potholed asphalt, and sensing rather than seeing twenty tons of street dirtied chrome and steel pounding up Madison Avenue, twenty tons of flashing, crushing death that a blind man silently vows to halt with an armload of damp laundry. Another time, perhaps he could have joked about the apparent absurdity of his hastily formed plan of attack. Another time, perhaps but not now. There is no humor left in him. 
for it was crushed and for all he knows killed some 10 blocks ago and a lifetime ago. His aim is perfect given his unique radar sense. He could be no less. The sound of the suddenly shattered windshield rings loudly in his ears as smoldering clothing rapidly fills the rumbling bus with clouds of choking, icing, and smoke. The smoke that quickly forces... Oh, it doesn't really say that he gets it. Thank you. It doesn't say that he got it from the chimney. Yeah. Because I didn't remember that, but but it's... it's It does, yeah. It shows him holding it It, over the chimney. I I thought it did mention it, but yeah. I just... So I just... You know what? First off, you are a very good reader. Thank you. And 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 the accent helps. And uh, and 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 secondly, that's written very well. Yeah, this is it's, this is uh, it's Roger not, McKenzie. Yeah, it's it's not uh, cheese ball, you no. know, uh, Silver Age yeah. banter or or whatever, you know, between between the 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 the, the, the villains and the heroes. That's actually written very well. Yeah, yeah, Roger, I I liked his work, yeah. and I feel kind of he got a little bit of a short stick. You know, he set up some stuff, but I think he he did some good stuff in his twenty issue run. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daredevil basically, like you said, there's no banter. He just the bus stops, the people run out, and he just pounds on them. Mm-hmm. He knocks them all out. One of them runs, he smashes him through a fence. Another one pulls a gun and shoots at him, but he's just walking towards him and he bats the bullet away with his billy yeah. club. Gets him, punches him through a brick wall, and then just leaves. The police are there, yeah. and he's just like, "No, I'm not sticking around. I'm done. I'm done here." Yep, and this um, issue ties up with we find out that uh, the kid is going to survive. Yeah, which fine. is which is you know mm-hmm. that's I think what's cool about that, other than the kid actually living, is that that is step one towards Matt's recovery. Yeah, in into realizing that he needs to come, you know, go back to how he was before all this started to happen. Yeah, exactly. And, and if the kid would have died, he may not have been able to. But oh. the fact that the kid is going to actually survive, that is step one towards his recovery. I wonder if he would have been like full on. He would have gone like a black daredevil suit and gone out killing <laughs> bad guys. No, and, I, but you never know. But the kid yeah, lived. The kid we, lived. We should do a, a what if, you know, like like the what if Karen. What if the kid it, died? It, what if the kid had died? Yeah, that's really interesting. Huh. I'm gonna get Marvel on the phone. And then the se- and then the second thing uh, was that Heather leaves. Heather leaves. Yeah, she's she's done. She's uh, like had enough of everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's too much. So. Um, in quick summation of the five issues that we went over, yeah, Purple Man only made an appearance in the first one, yeah. Well, other than in the dream sequence when he was the judge, yeah. But that's it, and and you kind of find out all of this stuff that's happening really doesn't have anything to do with Purple Man, yeah. It's all about yeah. Matt and Daredevil and Heather and Foggy yeah. and Deborah. But it's great that you get this like over arching sense of his influence on it all or like that like we said it's it's like that that sense of someone who would be impossible to find they do a really good job of making it seem like that because daredevil mentioned so many times that it's purple man he's gonna he's, he, he must be here i'm almost there i've got mm-hmm. him and then you never see him so it's yeah. a really good like uh, use of 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 the specter of a, a character without actually having him there and having him be like curses daredevil you you found me yeah you know, and uh, I, I did want to say too that it was kind of fun because uh, um, for for these five issues, we read the floppies, we mm-hmm. read the actual oh, yeah. the actual original comic books. Yeah. It wasn't a graphic novel or on the Marvel Limited app, so it was fun to see all those old ads. Yeah, it oh, was some great. It, ads. it was oh, there were some. There was one. They're selling you a John Travolta T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, there were some interesting T-shirts on offer. Oh, I was goodness, thinking, oh, I I'd, I'd go for that one. You had uh, what are those? Uh, there was Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, I think it was a T-shirt. You, there was a Sea Monkeys being sold. Yeah, or being sold. Excuse yeah. me. And, there was uh, uh, you could become you could get prizes for selling papers. I yeah. love those ones. I, I like the ones where they show this gigantic buff uh, uh, bodybuilder dude oh, yeah. saying you, you can get ripped like this guy if you buy this band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but that that can that concludes this portion of our show. <laughs> um, the the next uh, episode is going to cover one five two to one five four. We're still Purple Man's still out there being a nuisance. We also have a couple of uh, appearances. There's um, um, a dead devil pops up in a human fly issue, um, and um, he is in a Marvel two in one with like thing a, with the thing. There's like a four part story. He's in. He's really in two of the issues, but they kind of bookend him yeah. either side of it. So it is is like the thing was like a major player for those Marvel two in ones. He's the main guy that yeah. he's, he's teamed up with. I love those two in ones. Yeah, I wonder books. what it, it's it's interesting just to think about because they had Marvel team up, which was Spider Man yeah. and someone, and then they had two in one, which was a thing and someone, and then I think yeah. at some point it became Human Torch. But why someone. the thing though? I guess maybe he was popular. He was real popular. He was. He still is. He's is great. he? Yeah. Oh no, I like the thing. Yeah. I do, don't don't get me wrong. I, he he was a guardian of the galaxy re, uh, recently, and uh, I I read the whole the whole uh, uh, infamous um, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I think it's infamous where Doctor Doom takes on the mantle of Iron Man. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love all that part. And and and, and there's a uh, thing has a great role in that where he's he runs into Doctor Doom and and they kind of have to team up. But he's like, I can't team up with Doctor Doom. <laughs> no, it, it's it's uh, I like the thing. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I just didn't know that he was that popular to get oh, his yeah. own. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Um, I have a question I want to ask you. Jamie, you do about about these these issues. Go and for it. it. It's just so you remember when Foggy was like he just uh, he was really mad that Debbie didn't want to go back to his place and get mm-hmm. it on, and, and now he's sul- he's sulking and he's and everything. And can you name either of the two? Can you name what TV show he was watching? Mm-hmm. Or what one of the snacks was that he was snacking, <laughs> because the snack one isn't referenced um, by, but what it's just they say you know his uh, TV watching TV, snacks, yeah. But you can see it, you can see the box of it. Oh really? It comes out of a box. Ah. And then the second thing is either that one or it what was he was watch, watching. Was it like it was a western? So it, it was, was a western. Was it yeah. either Lone Ranger or Gunsmoke? I, I, I think it was a fake actual show, so it's kind of a, a ah. yeah. It's called Blazing Six Guns. Oh, Blazing Six Guns. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's too bad they didn't use the. There wasn't there like a western character that was uh, uh, two guns or something that the Marvel character. I can't think of his name now, but there was a Western. A they, they could have had a, a Marvel Western character in oh, there. Oh, yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been fun. So it was Blazing Six Guns. It's blazing and Six do you remember, Guns. Do you remember what the snack was he was No, eating? I don't. It was Ritz crackers. Oh, dear. And I, and I, classy. You no, know, well, it is classy. But what I was thinking <laughs> in my head was, man, there's a lot of worse things he could snack on than Ritz crackers. Yeah, no, that's not <laughs> that's, that. That's actually That's not. what I have when <laughs> craft service is failing miserably. I go and get the Ritz crackers out. Um, I mentioned it in passing, but what is the movie that's showing at the... Um, where, where, where the smasher it's, smashes. It's one word. Yes. Well, it's it's the... And the yeah, the, the storm or Ooh. the... the, the the rain. Uh, no, no, the the, <laughs> the breeze. <laughs> Are we just gonna go through <laughs> the pouring. Every the now pouring. You can think of the pouring. Um, it's the deep. The deep, which Dang starred uh, who was in that? Jacqueline Bissett and um, I've never seen the deep. You've so never I, seen I, it? I've it's never terrible. seen it. Yeah, it's it's terrible. got um, uh, um, Robert Shaw and Jacqueline Bissett, I think, and then y- you know. Star Wars came out in 1977, mm-hmm. and th- these issues came out in 1977. Yeah, there's a lot of ads for the Star Wars comic book. Yeah, that Marvel uh, got the rights to to right um, away. Yeah, they, they actually published the book before the movie came out. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. Are you so, yeah. the book or the comic book? The comic. So the comic book came out first. Mm-hmm. And is it is it with Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and all yeah. of them? Yeah. And they look like how they do in the movies. Yeah, 
Yeah, they saw some early production stuff, I believe. Really? Mm-hmm. Has there ever been another movie like that? Like, like I mean, like in the seventies, where they they tied them together, like they released the comic while they released the movie. Because um, that happens now, but was there anything yeah, like that? Back? I think the Star Trek motion picture had a, a anything time. supernatural or space, I, I guess. But but Marvel basically started. They really they had a huge hit with the Star Wars comic. Mm-hmm. It was a massive hit, so they bought up a load of um, uh, licensing rights. So there was a bunch of Marvel things yeah. that came out. Um, Blade Runner, but that was eighty two or eighty one. Um, Dune. There was like a Dune mm-hmm. comic book, a Blade Runner comic book, okay. uh, Logan's Run. 2001, uh-huh. that, that, um, um, uh, what do you call it, a Marvel uh, Treasury edition of 2001. I had no idea that the comic book was actually released before the movie. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, it was a real, and it was a huge it, it, even success. Even when I, when I saw that ad in there, I thought, wow, there's already Star Wars comic books? Yeah. That really surprised me because I figured it would have been something that came like five or six or seven years later, like yeah. maybe after the success of the second one. Yeah, no, but, it was, uh, they, they really threw in. And it, it was a smart move because it really it helped Marvel I, big time. They, yeah. Their sales shot way I, up. I wonder if uh, they're going to start refer, uh, referencing um, Star Wars in the comic books then. They do. They did. Um, no, they didn't. I was going to say they did with the guy walking up, but that was way before Star Wars, the Skywalker. That was, they just had a random yeah. Skywalker. Um, well, well, I mean, I'm just curious, like if they pop up like in Spider-Man and Fantastic Four or in Daredevil. Because I'm sure they keep mentioning you Star as, Wars. If, you might as well, because yeah. I, I, I mean... They still got the licensing rights. Well, yeah. they, they got them back. They had them... Uh, that was the uh, biggest movie for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, for a very long time, it was the biggest movie. Hmm. It surpassed Jaws, Yeah, I think. Yeah, didn't they have a? They had a crazy bet. Steven, Steven Spielberg and uh, George, George Lucas. Lucas had a bet who would make the most money <laughs> on their movies. Man. I think it was between Star Wars and Close Encounters, though. I don't think it was Jaws. Was it Indiana Jones the first one? No, Indiana Jones. They they worked together on. Right. Well, they worked. And that was yeah, 1980. Yeah. Uh, was it 80? Mm-hmm. It was before Empire. Mm, yeah. I thought it was after Empire, no. but before Return of the Jedi. No. Came out the same year as Airplane. Okay, look, I believe. Look at you! I wasn't alive back then, James. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, All right. Just one quick thing before we go. I just yes. wanted to mention Ro- uh, Roger McKenzie. Is that, I keep saying Roger, and I keep thinking, am I getting it right? It is Roger McKenzie. Roger McKenzie, um, who I didn't notice. I discovered this recently. Um, Roger McKenzie and Frank Miller, mm-hmm. who uh, Frank Miller joins Roger McKenzie as the penciler on the book in issue one fifty eight, which is coming up. But Frank Miller and Roger McKenzie worked together at DC. They did a two-page story at DC in the two 70s. Two pages? Mm-hmm. Before they, they both went. Frank Miller must have been like 16 or something like that, or 17. Holy Toledo. Yeah. It was in what a was Weird the, Tales what? or something oh, okay. like that. It was like a little anthology book, but they did that together. And then, um, you know, they got together for Daredevil and the rest is history. But for Frank Miller, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unfortunately for Roger McKenzie. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was neat. I didn't realize that. I had no idea. Because Frank Miller was really young when he joined. When We, we keep talking about it. He's, we shouldn't talk about him too much because he's coming up. But when he joins, he's so young when he's at Marvel and he becomes like a big superstar for, yeah. for a lot of the, the time he's there. And he, it's, it's, I just read through them and they're, they're real fun, easy, quick reads. Yeah. So, um, he's the star of the 80s, right? 
Yeah, he's like him and Joan Byrne are the big names. Yeah, they're the, the stars of the 80s, and then when you get to the 90s is when you get to all the people that left to go create Image. They're, yeah. the, they're the comic book. Yeah, Rob the, Liefeld and Jim Lee. And, yeah, um, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane, All yeah. those guys. I always forget Todd McFarlane, but he, mm-hmm. was, he, was, he was huge. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, his Spider-Man run was great. I like his Hulk as well. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Anyways, I think we're getting off topic. Hey, we everybody, are. thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We are all over the, the yeah, internet. You can, you can ask yeah. us questions. You can say, you can uh, rate uh, and review us on iTunes. Yes, and please wherever do. else we put it. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you. Next, like we said, next episode, we're going to be covering uh, issues 152, 154, Human Fly number nine, and Marvel 2 and 137 to 40. Um, I had fun. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And And we we just just did Daredevil. Daredevil.